Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. And we're back. I know it feels like it's been a week because, well, you know, it's been a week. But you guys are listening to Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd, still. Thank God. You know, I know you keep saying that. And I'm still going to keep saying thank God. And the only reason I know that is because I, re- I edited last week's podcast a day late and I just listened to it. So. Oh. Oh. How do we do? I was laughing my ass off, and I think that's a good sign. <laughs> I know. It's better when you lived it, and then you relived it, and if you're still laughing, then shit. We did something okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, haven't done a whole lot, except, you know, edit so much stuff and so much things, recorded the final segment for the next Paranormal Crossroad. And, oh, I did get to do a really cool interview. I don't know if you guys know my friend KJ. Of course you do, because she's in my feeds all the time on all the socials. <laughs> and is now my co-star, Paranormal Crossroads. Well, she got a new show called Real Life, spelled R-E-E-L. Oh. It's filming here in Indianapolis. And I got to be her first interview. Oh, so, wow. Yay. Look at that. When do we get to see it? I believe it's um, first part of next month. Okay. Soon, which is good. Yes, very soon. Good. Sure. Good, good, good. What about you, sir? What's going on in your world? Not a whole lot. Got some rain coming down. Um, that's really it. I didn't, didn't really do a lot this weekend. I'm trying to think if I did. I watched... Um, <laughs> I love... Here we go. Kicking us off into this entertainment. What what was it? Oh, we got a name. I have to look in our text. I know. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Is it para? Oh. Paraculture? Paraculture. Yes. Is that and what it is? Who was it sent by? Me sending you sweaters. Is this your d- d- damn sweater? And this idea was sent to us from Jason Smith. We have a name, people, for when we talk about what we're watching on TV, and it is called paraculture boom there it is it felt right and you know i'm sure a lot of listeners are like man does nick do anything except sit at home and watch movies and tv all day Um, the same about me (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes i feel like you watch more than i do so i feel like i'm not just not as up and up um but I feel like that's a perfect segue because before I talk about the movie I can talk about, uh, I did go to the movie theater for the first time uh, in a year last night. This is very excited and? about. Uh, and I, I saw a little movie a little early uh, called Godzilla vs. Kong. And that's oh, all shit. I can say. I can't say anything else until next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Can't even say a thing. But I, I, I set foot in a theater, and I can I can review the theater experience. And Perfect. it was damn good to be back. Uh, saw it in the IMAX, and it was I just missed going to the movies. 
so much. So much. Now, you uh, know we differ on this. I yeah. would rather stay at home and, and download it. But an IMAX can't do. It's just too much. Too much? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've just always, I, I mean, I grew up in a very small town, and the theater, the only theater we had for a while was this, like, the shittiest of the shit. Like, the grimiest of the grime, and, like, your feet would stick to the floor, and that's what I came mm-hmm. up on. So now it's like, well, if I can do that, I can see movies in any theater, really. <laughs> that's what our it. local AMC's like. You know, your shoe falls mm-hmm. off as you're trying to walk through the aisles. Yeah, you feel like the bandits <laughs> from Home Alone. You're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, aside from the movie that I can't talk about, but I can say I've seen, I watched a movie this weekend that you might not love it, but anybody who listens to this podcast, I highly recommend watching it because it actually scared me, first of all. Um, oh. It was a, like, there were, I watched it very late. Um, and I was like, I regret doing this. Uh, it's called Come True, and it is about dreaming and okay. uh, nightmares. And it's very, like, low budget sci fi, but it's about a girl, and she does a sleep study, and they're they're studying her dreams for a reason, and so the movie starts to unfold, and you start figuring out why. You you might not figure out why, really. The ending is very artsy. <laughs> okay. It's very artsy. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers, and it does get strange. But if just the dream aspect, like the dream sequences, the nightmare sequences, are fucking horrifying. Just really horrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> But it was very good. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And what was that called again? Uh, Come True is what it was called. Okay. It's very... And that's yeah. on the... You, you get it on the Prime? You buy it or... You got to buy it. Like, I think it's like three ninety nine to rent or fourteen ninety nine to buy. But it's worth the buy because it's, you know, the guy who did it, wrote it, directed it, edited it, shot it, produced it. I mean, he did all. So it's like your money is going to the the people who made the movie. So it's worth it. For that aspect yeah, alone. for sure. But, yeah. Horror fans, paranormal fans, all I mean, it is like, it's it's wild. Truly, truly wild. All Very the bases paranormal. are covered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's all I Speaking want. Speaking of, mo- the, uh, the Unholy trailer dropped. <laughs> yeah. You willed that in existence. I totally did. It was like. Oh, you're going to talk about it a week prior to where your podcast ads? Well, boom, here, we're going to throw it out before that podcast airs. So now I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but yeah, it, I, it definitely has a a paranormal vibe to it. It really doesn't tell you any more than this, the story you read last week, though. Yeah, it's like, here's the plot in visual form. Jeffrey Neal Morgan's in it. Go see the movie. Yes. <laughs> it's like it. That's all right. That's all horror. Jeff looks ridiculously handsome, so I'm oh. here for it. One million Always. percent. Always. But speaking of things on Prime that are produced and shot and everything is done by pretty much one person, my new paranormal show, Paranormal Crossroads, mm-hmm. that's Paranormal Cross X. Don't spell out the word cross. It's just an X. And then Road. 
um, you know, we're bringing peace to people experiencing the paranormal. And we got to investigate on Monday at a place I have been dying to get into for a very long time. And it did not disappoint. Oh. So, yay. Oh, snap. I, when is that, are you editing that starting soon? Yes. So that the second part of Tammy and Justin Huff's um, investigation will go up on the 26th, I believe it is, of this month. And then mm. now this one that I, we investigate on Monday will go up at the end of n- April. Awesome. So that's still very soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I'm excited. Even, I am too. You can go to this place, which is the Athenaeum. Look, mm. I learned how to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, on April 10th, they're doing a public overnight investigation. And KJ and I are going to be there as special guests. So if you'd like to join in on the fun, if you're in the indie area, it's just go to athfound, A-T-H-F-O-U-N-D dot org. And you can get tickets there. Look at that. And to backtrack on Prime, while you're on Prime watching Paranormal Crossroads, you can also buy Kitsy's book. Also on Amazon. Yes. But you can't watch Paranormal Crossroads on Prime yet. That's still something I'm thinking about. It's just a lot of hoops to jump through. But you can watch Oddity Files. Did you say... (laughs) I know. I screwed up. Where's it on? YouTube? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was like... Holy shit! It's on Prime. Uh, no, no, there'd have been a there'd have been a drum roll, and oh, okay. you know, confetti would have been flying because it's literally a process. It is for me anyway because my internet is so damn bad. I swear to God, you said Prime. Uh, I did. Okay. I said speaking of people who do everything and put their stuff up on Prime. Mm. But here's Paranormal Crossroads. Mm. Okay, I got you. I'm caught up. It was now. a terrible segue, so that is not your fault in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is totally my fault. But you can watch Paranormal Crossroads at paranormalxroad.com. Yes, so, and you can open up a yeah. new tab to Amazon, and you can buy Kitsy's book. Still, there's no excuses, yes. really. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) And while you're on Prime watching Nick's movie, and I mean, the movie Nick watched, (laughs) you know, being our own producers, we really (laughs) got to watch what we say. Um, (laughs) And buying uh, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, you can watch Oddity Files, the TV show as well. There's three seasons. Views in the U.S. have dropped off a little bit, but I'm telling you, you all in the U.K. are bringing the heat. So thank you guys for watching over there. It, it only took me four years to catch on over there. So, you know. <laughs> only four years. What even is time? No. But a construct. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no fucking clue anymore. I know. Um... While I'm plugging all the stuff and all the things I'm going to throw out there, we've got a a phone line now where you guys can call in and tell us 
any kind of paranormal story you may have. It is absolutely, uh, you can be left anonymous. I will change your voice. I'll figure out how to do it. But I can change your voice, so and you can you know sign off as anonymous. But go ahead and leave a voicemail at 202-964-3677. So haven't gotten a lot of activity on that yet. So if you guys could, you know, help us spread the word, that'd be kind of amazing. Ursula made a little meme for it, which was amazing. Yeah, I saw that was great. Did, you, did she do? She did the business card type thing too, right? Yes. Or was that the yes? yes. I uh, was a Leo DiCaprio oh, on no, it. Oh no, the business card was me. Look at me. With the little red phone. Yeah, I'm just on fire that today. Apparently. You don't even pay attention to me anymore, Nick. I don't know. I don't know what's happened to our relationship, but a little sad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, life so fucking happens. I, we've come so far. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, shit. Yes, but the Facebook book we're talking. Facebook group we're talking about <laughs> is. And at that moment, uh, should we just quit now, or just say we give no fucks and just make shit up the rest of the show? I'm like, it's got to be the the time change or something. <laughs> One hour. I've I've done seven hour time difference. Come on, so have you. We got this. We yeah, got we this. Yeah. Um, join our Facebook group. It is the face Oddity Files. No, the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. And if you're still listening, because I doubt anybody is at this point (laughs) let's let's get our weekly energy (laughs) forecast from miss fortune astrology so she can tell us all the stuff and all the things hey there oddballs it's jess from miss fortune astrology here with your weekly energy forecast do you have anything at or really close to eight degrees of the cardinal signs in your chart You're like, I don't fucking know. What's a cardinal sign? I'm glad you asked. The cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. They're the signs that the sun travels through when a new season kicks off. As such, the energy of each one tends to be bold, pioneering, and great for taking the initiative. We're in Aries season now, and between Sunday the 28th and Monday the 29th, we're going to experience a rare triple conjunction of the sun, Venus, and Chiron all hanging out at eight degrees of Aries. This means that anyone who has natal chart placements there or at eight degrees of the other cardinal signs is most likely to benefit from this energy. Chiron is the wounded healer. Wherever he shows up in the natal chart, he speaks to a wound that you'll never never fully heal. This could manifest as ancestral trauma, emotional wounding, usually due to an abandonment issue. I've even seen it show up as actual physical wounds. It really depends on his position in the chart. But no matter where he is, his message is the same. Suck it up, buttercup. You see, Chiron presents us with a choice. Our core wounding isn't going away. So are we going to play the victim card and manipulate our way through life by making others feel bad for us? Or are we going to use our wounds as a source of infinite wisdom that empowers us to heal and be of service to others? That choice is completely yours, and the Sun and Venus will be highlighting it for you during the beginning of next week. Because Venus is involved, this can show up in romantic relationships, or it may touch on your financial situation. So be on the lookout for a chance to make peace with some demons that are here to stay, 
but actually aren't all that bad. In the middle of all this, Mercury will form a conjunction with Neptune at 21 degrees of Pisces, also on Monday the 29th. This will provide you with the intuition and compassion you need in order to identify what needs healing. Monday will not be the kind of day for sticking to routines and schedules. People will be mentally quite foggy on this day, so be mindful. Creative energy will be abundant, but logic will be scarce. And finally, the Sun and Venus wrap up the month with a tag-teaming sextile to Saturn in Aquarius. This will take place between Tuesday the 30th and Wednesday the 31st. These will be great days for making plans, as Saturn's love of structure is fully supportive of whatever the Sun and Venus have been building in the Aries sector of your chart. The Sun and Venus will be winding down their time together as Venus starts to pull ahead in the coming weeks. But by now, something of value should have made itself known to you. Use the middle of next week to define what it's going to look like moving forward. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscope and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Deep breath. Uh, Thanks, Jess. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that you're a part of this show. Check her out on all the social networky things and her website, misfortuneastrology.com. So, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to reel it in here, man. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm going to throw it over to Paranormal in the News. And I, I, I got a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> for clemped? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always. It's not quid pro quo. <laughs> Jesus I swear, I haven't drank in eons. <laughs> I, listen, I have three. Caveat. Th- I got, I got, oh, you can't see it. I'm like, I have seltzer water. I have a Dasani water, and then I have a Publix beer. <laughs> I got three waters here. I've got, I me too. I've got CBD water. I've got regular water and moon water. <laughs> We're just so hydrated and completely sober. It's almost sad. <laughs> you know, maybe. <Okay. laughs> caveat is the word I was looking mm, for. Okay. Got a little caveat before this one. If there's... If I've got four paranormal in the news stories sitting in front of me, and one of them includes the word Bigfoot or Sasquatch, we all know which paranormal story I am going with. Mm-hmm. And the headline on this one reads, 70-year-old Louisiana woman claims to have raised a baby foot... <laughs> Fuck me. Claims to have raised a baby Bigfoot in her swamp land shack. I am covering up your face for a moment, Nick, or I will not be able to make it through this story. Damn. So. Damn. That's what they told me in high school. A 70-year-old Louisiana woman has come forward claiming that for nearly a decade, she helped raise a baby Bigfoot. I have uncovered your face because I trust you. Okay. And asserts she even taught the beast a few simple English words. The woman says she has physical evidence 
including photos and a personal diary, which she may release at a later time. Spoiler, she doesn't, at least in this article. According to Cryptozoology, 70-year-old L. Malsetti says she found the animal, which was just a tiny 20-pound hairless baby at the time in 1964 in the swamps of Louisiana. And I quote, He was so little, so cute. I had to do something about it. He was so defenseless, lying there in the mud and water, curled up, crying like a baby. His parents were either dead or they had abandoned him. I mean, she's from the South. I had to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you nailed it. Oh, thank you. At first, she fed the little furry tyke lettuce, tomatoes, eggs, and goat milk. And then in parentheses, it says, um, this is from AlteredDimensions.com. It says, Bigfoot hunters, listen up. His favorite feast was tomatoes. Mm. Who'd have thunk? Not me. Me neither. Before releasing him back into the wild. But each time she released the animal, he'd find his way back to her house. So during the next eight years, she reluctantly continued as the Bigfoot's caretaker and friend. By 1974, the creature reached adulthood, at which time, she says, her furry buddy presented her with an unexpected surprise. And I quote, He brought a friend home with him. At first, the other guy was shy, hiding behind the bushes, but little by little, he began to trust me too. So there we were, sitting on my porch, two Bigfoots and I, having dinner under the moon. I love her. I love her too. So she said eventually her age forced her to move into town, abandoning the Bigfoot creatures to the remote swamplands. She feels certain that the Bigfoot beasts, she believes there are several in the area, are still living in the Louisiana swamps, but feels that she passed on sufficient knowledge regarding hunters that they will be able to fend off any human attacks. Thus far, she has refused to reveal the creature's location. Oh, I'm sorry. There's quotes next. That's why I said vocation. I was wondering. She she says, Bigfoots are real, and they happen to be excellent creatures, docile, and better than most people. See, I knew it. And by the way, they don't smell bad like some idiots say. I can't with her. I I have a lot of questions, but the first comment is like, I don't even care if it's fiction. Write that diary and fake those pictures and release that shit to the public and then call Kitsy and get her to narrate the thing and I'll buy the <laughs> audiobook too. I need that to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be normal for me not to say this on this podcast, but my immediate follow-up question is, did she have uh, any relations with these creatures? I did not get that vibe anywhere in this story. Okay. Um... She did, does have one more quote. I mean, the next little uh, paragraph is just she was asked to produce the evidence and she declined, saying she only wanted to show the world these animals are beautiful creatures. She says, I have given you a story. Tell it. That's all. Only another person besides you knows my secret now. My friend Maggie, who contacted you about it in the first place. I love her. Someone needs to make the, the fact that like... And I'm sure there are some people, maybe new listeners, who were like, why would you ask something about them having relations with each other? And there has been this story 
multiple times, mm -hmm. and it usually ends in some sort of experimental relation. Yes. So to hear that this is just a kind woman who's just like, nah, this thing just happened. I found him, raised him like my like buddy or Congo, and uh, be free. Here's my story. Share it to the world. Like, that doesn't ever happen. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that she's like, you know what? Just take my story for what it's worth. I don't have to prove shit to you. I don't care what you think. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, but also very selfish. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do want to see at least one photo, just one. If you really Maybe she'll want, will it to them. <laughs> it's the thing. If you really want to like give people a story to tell and pass on and telephone it and give people hope, you release a picture. Uh, just one. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a good picture. Just one. I yeah. love how he'd bring friends over for sleepovers, and that they'd just hang out on the porch, eating a meal, probably with some iced tea. And it's it's just a feel good Bigfoot story. I needed that. Yeah, it is feel good. And that like the the moment that you start when you when you had read the name of the website that it came from, uh and then you said that he brought a friend home and was like, Kissy, I swear to God if this story goes exactly where I think it's gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna be really upset. Uh and it didn't. So everybody wins. And yeah, yeah, I want, I just want to hear her. T I hope Hulu and Netflix are like hunting this down and going to make a documentary about oh, it. God, I hope so. I hope they, uh, they offer her all the money because she, she raised it as if it were her own child. It seems like, you know, yeah. she, and who'd have thunk they were born hairless. I never even thought about that. I didn't either, but that's a very disturbing image. <laughs> yes. 20 pound baby. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I imagine like a 20-pound baby with like a caveman face. Yeah. Or like an ape-like face. And you just see him this hairless, gigantic, like, infant staring back at you. Crying. Just completely bald and naked with a caveman face. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if she knew what it was right off the bat or if she's just like, Oh, some terrible parents just left this unfortunate-looking child behind. I mean, maybe that could have been the case. Maybe it was just a a child who was very different, and he just never shaved, and eventually grew hair all over his body, and that's how he liked living life. He's he's a mute. He's a mutant. Maybe he mutated. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't even know the guy. I yeah. would like to. But I do not. <laughs> yeah. Either of them I want to be friends with, really. God, if I had a Bigfoot friend, I mm -hmm. I just picture myself in that situation and how amazing that would be. But then I also imagine how sad it would be and probably very reminiscent of 90s animal movies when she had to say goodbye. And I imagine it's just like the Bigfoot and his friend and she's like, go on. I don't want you anymore. Get, get, out <laughs> get the hell out of here, please. I hate you. I hate you. And then that's how she had to say goodbye. <laughs> that's heartbreaking, Nick. Oh, I don't know if I can go on. It's very sad. Beautiful very story. 90s. Yeah. Very 90s. And then Sasquatch just goes, I can't quit you. <laughs> oh, no. I can't quit you. <laughs> You're my mama. I don't know what he sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I love you, mama. I love you, mama. Uh. Please. 
Don't do this, mama. Don't leave me, mommy. Uh, I guess we should tell stories at some point. I don't know. I could talk about this forever, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. I could just continue to fill in the blanks of this story probably for the next hour. But we have we do have stories to tell. I'm also milking it, so I don't have to get to mine because I'm going to get red hot telling it. Well, it'll tell the uh, ending oh. of it, really. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Looking for something a little scarier and creepier to listen to during your podcast binges? Well, check out Get Scared Podcast. Every episode, I read stories by independent horror authors that are meant to get you scared. Yeah, I can be creepy. So, so head on over to your favorite podcast app, search for Get Scared Podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Let's get scared. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter. tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking heartfelt funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash road. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice, go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting, 
of any kind. Nine times out of 10, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormal X road. That's X as in the letter X. Uh, okay. So this one, there's probably going to be some paraphrasing, but before I get to the story, I, so I was very excited. I normally don't plan my stories super, super early, but like we wrapped our recording last week and I was laying in bed and I, I stumbled upon this article, which never happens. And I was like, this is genius. I'm going to tell it on the podcast. And then the outcome of the story a few days later made me so mad that I, I contemplated not telling this story. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to I'm going to air my grievances right here live on this podcast. Well, how many times have I done this? It's about time you do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Uh, I'm going to butcher a lot of these words. I was going to try to like replace, like use a thesaurus to replace them because this story is just so so ridiculous. But this is, I was posted in the Facebook group. This was a haunted guitar that was being sold on Reverb Nation, which is like a musician's version of eBay. Uh, And they were selling a haunted guitar uh, for $666.66. And it came with a story. A story that okay. is a good story, but what I'm, I'll provide commentary after, but I'm going to butcher these words because the story is so ridiculously written that it just sounds like someone who was like, I'm going to try to make a viral post. I'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so in the description of this guitar, the description reads... This singular guitar came into my possession quite by accident, and it has spooked me enough that I want to get rid of it. Although I'm quite confident this ghoulish guitar would be fine for someone more in tune with the tenebrows, this is going to be embarrassing, Uh, forces of the malevolent netherworld. I myself have little knowledge of such things and prefer not to meddle with the morbid mysteries of the macabre. Oh, yeah, he brought the thesaurus out for sure. Immediately, I was like, okay, first of all, discredited. This guy is out of his damn mind thinking this is how you write a factual story. Put Mm -mm. punctuation errors and shit. Yeah, it won't go viral just because there's too many fucking words. (laughs) It's too much. Uh, So after that opening, that's why I was in the same place that you were kitsy and uh then he gets into the story of what he knows and has been told about this guitar which is a very interesting and good story a kid that lived on my street when i was growing up was rumored to be into devil worship seances alistair crowley black magic and other dark endeavors of the spirit world oddly despite the youth's somewhat dweebish demeanor and philistine penchant for putrid proclivities he was quite popular boys in the neighborhood yeah fuck that by the way yeah. uh <laughs> for no reason uh, boys in the neighborhood wanted to be him and the girls foolishly thought that they could change him i later learned that this neophyte necromancer was born in june of 66 and died tragically on halloween october 31st 
1979. Which, isn't that the year the movie Halloween took place? I think so. Like, I, I should so have fact-checked. So he was 13? Uh, I mean, I'm really bad at math, but he died at 13. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was Halloween. That's a lot for a 13-year-old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was just 13 years old. It was it was the next sentence. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Great. The math was correct. Um, his death was never solved, but the calamitous kid was found lying on his bed with this guitar draped across him, apparently electrocuted, even though this is an acoustic guitar. Additionally, when the damnable corpse of his soulless of this soulless stooge of Satan was eventually discovered, good God, a 45 record of Blue, Blue Oyster Cult's Don't Fear the Reaper was playing repeatedly on the kid's GE Wildcat record changer. God, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Old a, people shit. A Swanson TV dinner, turkey with all the fixins, remained uneaten while the air was thick with the acrid smell of sulfur emanating from the from some perverse potion the young Hellion had been mixing with his little Gilbert chemistry set. This fucking guy who wrote this. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you try any harder? <laughs> yes. Exactly. You're not writing for the New York Times. You're writing a description for Hana Guitar on the eBay of music instruments. The New York Times wouldn't even take that shit. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, sir, this is too much. Can you please take yeah. this somewhere else? Take this to National Enquirer, you Harvard <laughs> graduate. Um, da, 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 the licentious lad's Farrah Fawcett swimsuit poster mockingly stared down upon the dead boy as if to say, see you in hell, buster. I fucking hate this so much. Somewhere at the that very moment, as I was later informed by my late-night TV psychic friend, a hellhound hailing from the bowels of Hades howled horrendously into the unhallowed hellish night. I feel like I'm in fifth grade reading in front of the class. You know, yes. Oh, and the teacher God. said, just be very descriptive. And yeah. it has to be X amount of words. <laughs> And they all have to start with the letter H. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Years later, I ran into the, to the I ran into the defunct boy's mother, herself a propagating practitioner of the pagan arts. And when I informed her that I was a professional guitarist, she offered me her devilish Daisy Pushin' Sons Git Fiddle. Since I've owned this guitar, I've heard the strings discordantly ring out, despite no one being near the guitar. Further, on three occasions, I put the guitar in my bedroom closet only to find the guitar on my bed when I returned home. And I live alone. The final straw occurred when I saw the guitar levitate out of the trash can I had somberly placed it in. Hmm. 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 So for those of you brave enough to tamper with the spirit world, I offer you this unique guitar which appears to date from the... Late 1950s to the 1960s, Satan has apparently stricken the name brand decal from the headstock of the guitar, but my research leads me to believe it's a K-Western special. My expertise lies more with vintage and custom shop Gibson and Fender instruments, particularly the 1959 Les Paul and pre-CBS Telecaster and Stratocaster models. <laughs> Just, it, yeah. Can you imagine this guy's, like, Tinder profile? 
I'm just putting that out there. I write spooky stories, and I know a lot about 1959 Les Paul and pre-CBS Telecaster and Stratocaster yeah. models. I know words. <laughs> Shit, I ran out of characters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and to the buyer of this ghastly guitar, congratulations, though please use extreme caution in all caps when conjuring the phantas- phantasmic spirits that seem to be channeled through this iniqui- iniquitous instrument. Yeah, and then there's like a whole thing about a YouTube video uh, showing how the guitar sounds or whatever. So that's the story as a whole. It came in about, it was like a, it was a story for like two, three days. The listing was live. It was spreading like wildfire news, you know, BuzzFeed and all these sites were picking it up. And immediately I'm just like, this is a fictional story. It's a funny, sticky thing that happened to go viral for this guy's shop. If someone bought the guitar for the $666, cool. We don't know what happened. Someone could have bought the guitar and they could have been like, it's just, it was a joke. We'll just give, we'll give it to you for a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's very clear. I mean, very clear that this is not someone who's telling a story that's deeply personal to them. So fast forward a few days and there was a buyer for the guitar. Someone bought it. And who the fuck was it? Tell us. It was Zach Baggins. Surprise! Yeah, I'm surprised, but also no surprise. And right. it made me so mad because he makes like a joke about it. And he he he's saying in this article that he's like, oh, I don't really play guitar, but this just feels like it might be a good thing to have in my collection. And because of its history, we're going to lock it up in the museum in case it decides to levitate because I'm Zach Baggins. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's, I didn't, I didn't hear about it until Zach bought it because that's where I am in the world. That's where my Twitter feed is in the world. And I instantly sent it to my friend Alex, who owns a guitar shop. I said, dude, you missed out on something. And then I sent it to you. Yeah. It all, all of it feels, and the exact quote of Newsweek was Baggins saying, quote, I don't play the guitar very well, but you can rest assured that I will most definitely play this instrument and see if anything happens to me. (laughs) Can I go off for just a second? Yes. It's haunted, but it didn't do anything fucking scary. It's it, not like, demonic in any way, shape, or form. It's probably this poor, <laughs> if there really was a 13-year-old, attached to it and just wants to play his motherfucking guitar. Levitating is not scary. It's really cool. Okay? So back the fuck off. This elaborately worded... Oh, I'm just as pissed off as you are. I'm pissed I'm off you. more now that you read me the listing... Than I was when I, I heard Zach bought it. Oh, it's it's infuriating. And it's the story itself is infuriating because it's basically making a mockery of, of hauntings, paranormal stuff, and the like. But then you add Zach Baggins to the picture, who this guy, he owns some of the most famous, notorious stuff. Yes, that's true. But he, you have to know. You, as... Zach Baggins, you have to know that this story is elaborate and ridiculous, and by buying it, you're basically 
telling everybody that like, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Cause I'm going to buy this Mason jar is haunted on eBay for $66 and I'm going to buy it and put it in my museum. Why can't you leave the cheap shit for people like me, Zach? Come the fuck on. I mean, it's not cheap, but cheaper than some of the shit he owns. Right. Like a house. Just buying houses. I just, I don't understand because at what point it's, and I'm going to bring it back to movies because that's what I do, but it's like the whole Snyder Cut situation. How many times, like how deep are you going to destroy a community of people or you know, the paranormal community by basically putting zero value on anything that holds weight by looking at shit on the internet and being like, oh, haunted guitar, cool story, bot. No, that's what movie studios are for. They buy your goddamn ideas and they make them into movies. You don't treat haunted instruments or dolls or whatever as that because someone wrote a good story. My dolls behind me are probably more haunted than that fucking guitar. I guarantee it. (laughs) But like how many people are going to go because this post went viral? How many people are going to go to the museum and want to see that guitar that was only uh, blessed by a story that was overly written? (laughs) Overly written. And here's the thing. There was no moment when he was talking about what this guitar allegedly did where I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, the guitar strings? My dolls can do more than that. Yeah. My my unseen spirits can do more than that shit, buddy. Show me more. Yeah. If it was just, and again, if this was a standard listing on like a Craigslist or an eBay where it was just a guy who runs a music shop, who types with two fingers, who, who chicken pecks on the computer, he's like, guys, I got this guitar from a friend. And when I put it in my house, it floated out the trash can twice. Might be possessed by devil. $666.66. Because it's funny, LOL. Like, that's what I... That would convince me that the guitar was hot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Not overworded. Saying the same word, in essence... Five times in a row, just using different versions that the thesaurus.com spits out at you. Yeah. And, uh, like, to to wrap it all up for me, like, I'm telling our listeners, everybody, it's like, this is one of the situations where you look at it two ways. One way is that this was a, you know, it's keeping the paranormal world alive. He was doing something, regardless of whether it's a story, he's doing something good for the paranormal community by... Helping the story spread. And that's great. And I think that stories, like, that's what we do as humans is we tell stories to each other. But I think there's a line, people who who were really fascinated in the paranormal, who are fascinated in cryptozoology or fascinated in this stuff, where reality and fiction starts crossing over and nothing will ever move forward in the paranormal crypto cryptozoology space because the line is so blurred because of shit like this. How are we ever going to make progress in learning more about this thing that the only thing, only way we learn about it is by figuring out a way to do it and paranormal investigate and do all this. But like, you still have to have that spark 
you know, you have like that has to be a thing. But yeah, I just it's it's so frustrating because it's like stories are great, but draw a line in the sand and please just yeah. just do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, because then you have the Latoya Amon story that like gets buried because everyone thinks it's fiction right. because they're reading every time they open their damn Facebook, it's some rando website talking about something paranormal that happened, like this damn guitar thing. Just like, Absolutely. Don't, just don't do it. I I had never even heard of the Latoya Amon story growing up in Indiana and living in Indiana most of my life, both up where she was from and now I'm down where she's at now. It took Zach Baggins' Demon House movie for me to even hear about it. Yeah. So, again, it's like, again, it's, it's excellent like... Point. It's a kind of a full circle thing, but it's like that was a thing that happened. He did something that got it back to you. And that's great, but it's like pick and choose, man. Like just let this die. Like don't go after this yeah. guitar because it's so, it's very clearly just this ridiculous story. Oh, I know. That was like it was just too well written. And it just didn't, I don't know. It sounded like a historian making something up because he was bored in his bathtub. Literally. <clears throat> now, the only way this will have an happy ending is when Zach realizes the thing's not fucking haunted and calls this motherfucker out on it. That would be great. But will he yes. do it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. Like, I, I will respect you, sir, if you keep it around, do some investigating. But like every time I think Zach Baggins, I think that he's sitting back in his big ass house, counting, just, just counting Making money. it rain. Yeah. He's got one of those little guns that shoots cat, like dollar bills. He just like, <laughs> just shoots it while he's watching like Scarface for the 15th time today. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I see it in your eyes when I look at you. You're not trying to investigate. Only thing you're investigating is your midlife crisis. I'm <laughs> Sorry. Oh damn, that was good. Sorry. Yes, sir. <laughs> I I see your point. I accept your point, and I agree with your point. I'm done. Guilty as yeah. charged. Guilty, guilty okay. as charged. Sold. Yeah, people are probably like, "Whoa, I didn't expect him to calm down and then really obliterate Zach Baggins on this podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Element of surprise. You got to hold on to it, or else you what's do. the point? That's what this show is, is the element of surprise. And surprise, we've got commercials. Here they're coming. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you, because I wrote it. Head on over to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, 
They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there. And this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash ofchewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash ofchewy. My dogs will thank you. It's going to get me killed. I'm going to have a hit squad at my door. <laughs> the Baggins Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got some groupies too. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, when the, when a Ghost Adventures used to air live, I just watched the hashtags <laughs> as these women would just. It was it was beautiful. The, the, he has fans, and they uh, are devout uh, fans. <laughs> oh boy, we'll change the locks on my door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about something. I mean, it's not completely different. It's not completely the same. It's just a story about a woman named Vesta La Viesta, V-I-E-S-T-A, Viesta. And I gave it a title, and it's called Medium or Con Artist, question mark. So, friend of the show, Aaron Sagers, had tweeted something about the elusive Madame La Viesta a while back, and I... Opened a link to it on Safari on my phone because that's what I do when I'm like, oh, I'll look into this first story. And it just sits there for weeks. <laughs> now I can't find the damn tweet on Aaron's feed to save my life. And finding info on her has now taken up most of my morning. I wrote this 
this morning. Everything I found on her comes from Bowery Boys website because this is the only place I can find info on her. So thanks, boys, for letting me tell the story of Vesta, La Viesta, and that story goes a little something like this. The Gilded Age, and I call it the Victorian Age. I think they're one and the same because it was during the seance times. Brought us human beings of impossibly vast wealth. It also brought us a mainstream appreciation of spiritualism, an exploration of magic and the afterlife as a way of understanding a quickly changing world. And sometimes it brought us both. Frank W. Woolworth, builder of a retail empire at the time, was a proponent of Egyptian occult practices, so much so that his mausoleum in Woodlawn Cemetery, Chicago, is an ode to the Egyptian theories of the afterlife. The Chicago meat mogul Philip Armour, not to be um, mistaken for the Sausage King of Chicago, which was from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But the <laughs> Chicago meat mogul <laughs> Philip Armour was a rumored spiritualist, and there frequently attended seances and psychic readings. Few were immune to the lure of spiritualism and the possibilities of otherworldly assistance in becoming rich. And I mean, how could they not when there are ads in the papers that read a little something like this. Mysterious secrets of success at last revealed how the world's greatest financiers have gained wealth and popularity. A group of scientific seers and yogis have at last perfected a simple method that enables anyone to control the acts and thoughts of others. And people bought in. They clamored to classes at the Mysteries of the Occult to learn how to become rich and successful via magic, for lack of a better term. The ad promoted a free book that revealed the secrets of, and I quote, a great psychic force which learned men claim rules the destinies of man. I mean, I'd perk up a little bit. I don't know if I'd join the email list, but (laughs) the School of the Occult offered students a gamut of psychic and magical practices in service of practical life, from finance to marriage. Among its offerings included divination, fortune telling, and the the subconscious. And in parentheses, it says the Egyptian interpretation of dreams. So if you responded to the ad, you'd receive a free book called Mysteries of the Occult, Wonders Revealed, or Man's Future Foretold. The ad made some pretty bold claims, as we witnessed with my announcer voice. Um, (laughs) It said, and I quote, This book lays more bare many astounding facts concerning the practice of the world's greatest seers and psychics and explains a wonderful system of development of personal magnetism and telepathic powers. I mean, it's a mouthful. Am I right? Yeah. Are you still with me? Is this making any sense at all? It's making perfect sense. I want to buy those books and figure out. Uh, also, the school for the cult is how badass uh, would that? That's like Hogwarts. <laughs> Literally, in Chicago. <laughs> by uh, 
Madame Vesta La Viesta. I mean, it, it really is Hogwarts in Chicago. That's the name of the now, podcast, could, the episode, Hogwarts in Chicago. Now, if they could just put it all in that murder house, that would be, I mean, I, I would never leave. Oh, absolutely. And in the ad, which, I, as you can tell, the ad I was enthralled by. Of course, the lady I'm talking about is one of the teachers at the school. So I went a little off course with the ad because I, I was able to read the entire ad. It said, one person on, in Australia wrote of the book, your system is remarkable. And your book explains implacably the rules set forth so that failure is impossible. I mean, I'm sold. Yeah. How are you even going to fact check this shit in 1913? You can't. you can't. What do you do? Just look up? Like, I don't even know what that and means. Sh- <laughs> it sounded good. Don't, don't pre- okay. Act as if. Act or as if. Act as if. Okay. I just want to make you laugh. That's sh- all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it was si- like signing up to an email list to save 10% on a pair of dope ass shoes today, but it was legit paper spam for days and weeks and maybe even years. Our girl Vesta was well known to spiritualism enthusiasts as well as to those who mocked them. In 1904 at a place called the Cosmological Center, uh, La Vesta, did I say, was I saying, we'll just call her Vesta, described her recent visit to Mars and Venus via projection of her astral self oh shit i don't know a damn thing about astral projection and it kind of freaks me out so i don't know that i want to know anything about it so i'll just leave all that up to interpretation but she went on to say the inhabitants of venus are and i quote associated most happily in soul mated couples for they have a flexible astral or psychological tubing which invisibly connects their bodies isn't that just a penis Uh, maybe (laughs) i didn't know they were invisible but well it's an invisible penis yeah and i left the part out about the vibrators they taught you to make at the school so (laughs) in 1907 she revealed to the world the secret of the soul kiss a rapturous and strangely indescribable form of love taught to her on a recent astral voyage to Neptune. Of course, that's what I thought Neptune was known for. Involving an aroused nervous system, cellular breathing, and, quote, wireless, unquote, transmissions of love from miles away. (laughs) She was so passionate about this shimmering new form of love that she wrote a song about it and called it Description of a Soul Kiss. And that song goes a little... No, I'm just kidding. I didn't <laughs> oh, I was the song. praying. Praying. <laughs> it's like, you are about to give me a soul kiss right now with this song. I was, I was ready for it. <laughs> My feet were planted. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Here it goes. Okay, she suggested that both disease and finance... We're mere states of mind. So it could be controlled by using vibrational or astral techniques. She uses the word vibration a lot. Mm -hmm. It was possible to let life's many inconveniences just 
evaporate into nowhere and melt into the astral ethers. So, you know, bills, just melt them away. Mm -hmm. Calgon, take me away. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. She lost me there. Mm, That's anytime. I was here for the invisible tubing, but, you know, the real world problems just melting (laughs) away. When you tell me that's a problem, that's like, I always say, bring it back. That's like saying time is a construct. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. But <laughs> you're trying to tell me that my bills are not real because if I don't make them real, like, that's probably true. Just like time. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. I can not pay bills for a while. And then when the IRS comes after me, say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what bills <laughs> are. Uh, I mean, platypus. you can really do that, but it's yeah. not advised. No. Let's let's put this disclaimer out. We do not advise not paying your bills, no, no matter what Madame La Fiesta says. She probably uh, could but, you imagine hearing shit that she was saying in 1907? Oh, Talking no. about astral soul kisses and and uh, shimmery invisible ejaculate. Like I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just can't imagine in 1907, like, everybody collectively being like, she knows what she's talking about. She's seen it. Like, I I just can't. She was famous enough for them to write an article about it in 2020. So, only one article. The only one I could find. Yeah. (laughs) The Bowery Boys. (laughs) Now, now she she had my attention. When uh, they said Vesta was also a fan of the dew bath involving <laughs> women rubbing against morning grass, which supposedly contained the secrets of age defying beauty. That's where she had me. I mean, this aging lady will try anything. Am I right, girls? She was quoted as saying about her dew baths. I have removed my clothing and have stood in the yard at the rear of my home in the darkness of the night and allowed the dew drops to collect over me until I was happy. I don't know why she became Southern, because it's the only accent I know. I know Chicago, I should have done that. One, this sounds bone chilling. Like, literally, who has time for that? It sounds very cold. Two, that's a nope from me. Back to the Botox, it is. So, I swear there's an end to this story, and I will make it quick. By 1912, at age 50, La Viesta became associated with the Occult School of the Science, founded by Frederick Nugent. Uh, Had she actually been a clairvoyant, as she claimed, she might have known to stay away from Nugent, who was a notorious grifter. Nugent, who was known for his followers as Professor John D'Astro. Okay. Specifically targeted poor people, placing hundreds of advertisements throughout the United States with trumped up or falsified testimonials, as we saw earlier. He also joined Madame La Viesta at the podium of the occult school, offering courses of palmistry and pharynology. I don't know what that is. Don't ask. That could cost up to $12.50 at the time, which is like $300 today. I love when they do that. The occult school wasn't Nugent's only scam. He was apparently the mastermind behind the Lodestone, which he claimed was a family secret of the 18th century Haitian leader Toisant Lavortier. I totally butchered that name. Just 
pretend like it was right. It sounded great. The stones allegedly held the secret of personal magnetism with a mysterious force which gives wonderful mental and physical strength, luck and success, and removed evil influences. He bought the rocks from an unknown source at 12 cents a pound, which is about $3 today, and then resold the magic stones for up to $25 a pound, which is $570 today. Jeez. And the post office went after him for uh, using the mail system to defraud. And he was indicted and sent to prison. And this is where we lose our dear Vesta from any other paper trail. She did pop up in 1923 when she when uh, she released a book called People of the Other Worlds and then nothing. So was she the real deal? Did Nugent's shenanigans bring her down just by association? It does appear she continued her spiritual guidance, sometimes with people of some renown, such as the aviator Stanley Yale Beach, who I looked up and he was a really smart, rich man who would fly planes. Or maybe, just maybe, she finally left for the orbiting planets. Nobody really knows. She's doing that Soul Kiss song. She's got her own TV show on Saturn and it's kind of like um the voice but <laughs> it's it's all about soul kissing. <laughs> Gotta find your soul kiss mate. Yeah I just made that up. It's like the dating game. Yeah but it's a dating game. An, uh, invisible tube. Find your soul <laughs> kiss. Yeah the walls separated you basically have to live the rest of your life. Once you find your soulmate you have to stay separated with a wall between you and not touch physically but you have to use the power of Neptune to kiss each other's soul. Oh yeah did did you write the the synopsis for that? Because that's exactly what I read in the, in the Neptune TV guide. Yeah, Netflix is there. I pitch it to them. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> They'll take anything on Neptune. <laughs> they're, they're they're full up. They got the Rock and Ryan Reynolds here, but Netflix and Neptune, shit. You guys just send your stuff there. Do they pay in the the Bitcoin or? <laughs> they they pay in the NFTs. They pay in art. Uh, memes. They pay in soul kisses. Well, guys, we're going to leave it without a listener story today because the only one I had queued up was really long and my story ran longer than I thought it would. I thought it was short, but it wasn't. But please. It's not you, it's me. (laughs) No, it was totally me and me dissing on. I thought you were going to go off. I went off worse than you did about the $666 guitar. Good. But send us your stories, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. And a shout out to our producers, uh, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Maldenlocke, and Ryan Hoke. You guys make the dreams come true. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Weird is a new cool. And I am Nick Floyd, ghost on. See ya. <laughs> We made it. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon 
patreon.com slash oddity files. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay, go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>